This episode is brought to you by Surf Expo. I just want to tell you about my experience. Um, I went down in 2015, flew down there to Orlando, Florida, got a hotel, rent a car, went to the convention center. Actually, I was right across the street. I was like, I could skate across the street to uh, the convention center. I went in, I had to get registered with the front desk, they gave me my media pass, and they gave me uh, a vendor pass because I had a booth as, as well. So the first day I went in, walked in, got all registered, everything was straight away, and then I found my booth area, which uh, was nice, it was a good space, and I brought all this stuff, man, I had to pay extra in luggage, because, like, I brought these two massive bags and just all this stuff to, like, deck out the All I Need booth. So I get there, I get my space, and I pull up my bag up, and I got it all spread out, I pull it all out of the bag and spread it all, all the decks, and banners and I brought some street signs and pieces of art and stuff like that I brought a lot of stuff and I brought fishing line that's what I had I had fishing line so I ran that and that pretty much held everything up the day like it was awesome everything I had all these boards decked out I had all the banners set up and it was all done with fishing line and I felt it looked good it was like it was definitely DIY but that's what I was going for so it looked good though, you couldn't see any of this stuff holding it up, so it looked like it's all kind of floating. So I set that up, that was sick. Everyone else was doing it too, I was like walking around, checking out other people's booths, and they're all setting up. Some of them are, you know, bigger booths than others, and people have been doing it for like 20 years, so it was sick to see like the levels it can get to. Um, yeah, there was a mini ramp there, so first day I set my booth up, and when I get tired of hanging all the stuff up, I go skate the mini ramp, take a couple laps, meet someone, and then head back to my booth and start working on it again. By the end of the day, I had it straight, and then uh, I was pretty hyped. I posted it all on my Instagram, and I saw my homie Mike down there. He's from Massachusetts, but he lives he lives in Florida now, and he came and met up for a few days and skated, so I got a good session with a good homie. And then I basically got to go around and interview people. You know, they gave me a media pass, Surf Expo. So I went around and just met people and pulled them in my in my booth and I started talking to them and asking like why they were at Surf Expo and what they're up to and if they work with brands, what's the story and it was epic. It was an epic vacation, I'm not gonna lie. And uh there was a lot of craziness too. There was like people flying around those hoverboard things which are pretty ridiculous and then you know, it, it's not just skateboarding, it was like surfing, skating. I even saw like there's like fashion and there was a couple runways. It's pretty sick. It was massive too. So many people. So, yeah, I don't know. Surf Expo sponsors this episode, as you can tell. When I talk with Mike, he, uh, we're at Surf Expo. You can hear the the action in the background. But, uh, yeah, check everything out at surfexpo.com. And they are on Instagram and Twitter at Surf Expo. Next up, we got All I Need Skate, which you guys know about. But to the new listeners, I'll break it down. We got an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, and that's at All I Need Skate. Please check that out. Our website's allineedskate.com, and I just actually updated the web store. I put up a bunch of our new uh, apparel coming, and uh, it's up there. And one of the things I'm really stoked on is the Gump. I just put it up. I posted it on Instagram today. Um, check out the Gump. It's a nice hat. But we threw up some new stuff. Check it out. New colorways, new beanies, new hats. What else we got? We got new windbreakers. Uh, yeah, I just worked hard on it, man, so I hope you guys check it all out, and let me know what you think. Give me any feedback on, uh, the Instagram, all I need to skate.
Also, we're about to do an all-I-need skate trip down to the Tampa Pro Contest. Pretty hyped. It's going to be myself, Corey Goonan, and Timmy Knuth. Uh, it's going to be Corey Goonan's first time skating the contest, which is a trip to think that we're going to do that. Um, and Timmy always kills it. He did kill it last year in the best trick. He did kickflip gap crook, which was insane. Um, yeah, and then uh, I'm going to skate too. But I think I'm going to skate the, they have an industry team manager VIP contest. I think I might enter that just because I can. Fuck it, right? What if I win that shit? Oh, man. Um, I'm also going to do some live podcasts there, too, at Tampa Pro. So I'm going to sit down and grab a couple people that I see and uh, talk to them, just like I did at Surf Expo. So that's coming up as well. Today's guest is Mike Rogers. Let me read a little something someone wrote about Mike to you, all right? Grind for Life, Inc. was founded in 2003 by lifelong skateboarder Mike Rogers. After his second battle with sarcoma cancer, Mike's tumor was located behind his right eye and nasal cavity. He endured a 17-hour surgery, a cranial facial, facial resection with a brain lift, removal of his eye, cheekbone, and half of the roof in his mouth, and some of his teeth. He beat cancer once as a preteen and again 25 years later. Mike beat the odds and is a competitive skateboarder again. Damn. So, I sat down with Mike, man. And I'm excited for you guys to listen to this. Uh, I don't know. I was stoked to be able to, like, feature this. I hope you guys enjoy. To check out all that Mike and Grind for Life have going on and to support it, you can go to grindforlife.org. This is the Shetler Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claiming victories Yeah, come on It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard In a transitional world right now Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know and Sometimes you don't think about getting hurt or slamming But, you know, it happens It's skateboarding, you know, it happens every day Yeah People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take like over the street. All right, I'm here at the Grind for Life booth at Surf Expo, and we have the one and only Mike Rogers. Pleased to see you again, Anthony. Yeah, it's awesome. We always see each other, like, at these skateboarding things. Yeah, we've been around. traveling around the world skateboarding and helping people, and uh, I've been seeing you ripping for many years out there on the road. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, okay, I guess let's get right into it, since these uh, these episodes are shorter than my normal ones, but let's get right into the thick of it. How did this whole Grind for Life thing come to be? Uh, we started Grind for Life in 2004. It was... Uh, a way to um, help me get back on my feet. Grind for Life was a benefit to get me back on my feet. And then in 2004, we seen there was a need for people to have to travel long distances for cancer treatment. Here in the United States, we have a lot of great cures, but they're not always in your state. So yeah. skateboarding, um, everybody skateboards now. Skate parks are all over the country. So why don't we um, run world-class skateboard events for amateurs? And uh, we've been able to help... Uh, Let's see, over 900 people 
to this date in the last 11 years get to the right treatment. And then we've helped thousands and thousands of people with my story about um, surviving a 17-hour surgery called a cranial facial resection with a brain lift. Um, 11 years ago, I so said we've been able to help a lot of people. Cancer doesn't always win. And uh, we do a lot of stuff with skateboarding. We run a grind for life series in uh, the state of Florida. It's been in, on its 12th year now. We've teamed up with the border. Awesome. And uh, they run the series now, so now we can bring up skateboarders and also help people with cancer at the same time. Which is amazing. Skateboarding is such a good vehicle, and what you're doing is amazing. It's awesome. Um, all right. How did you first find skateboarding? Uh, first started skateboarding in 1976. Uh, I just uh, seen some people doing it. One of my buddies, he had a skateboard, so shortly after that, I had to get a skateboard, and then. Um, <laughs> The rest is history. I've been skateboarding ever since. I never uh, played any team sports. I was always a skateboarder. And then when I turned about 13, 14, I started surfing. And then I used to do a lot of um, demos and stuff at the beach on my freestyle board. I'm a pro freestyler, so I used to surf um, when the waves were super good. And then when the winds came on, I do freestyle demos at Lake Moore Beach. That's so cool. And yeah, I would be in the uh, the early 80s. Yeah, that's awesome. You were showing me your board. It's it's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. How many models do you have out right now? I have um, one freestyle shape. Uh, Terry from Mode Skateboards does it. It's been um, selling really well. And I uh, also have my own mold with Paul Schmidt um, through uh, the Grind for Life organization. Um, we do our own boards too. We do, um, they're distributed through. Uh, Syndrome. Mertz and uh, Dave Andrex do a great job of supporting the organization. They also do a skate tool for us, too. See, with um, starting the organization, we've been able to help a lot of people start their organizations, too. It's like um, we've done a lot of work with A Skate, Skaters for Autism, yep. doing a lot of work with them. Great folks over there. And then we've also helped, um, we have a lot of great skate parks and kids there don't have any direction. So the, the, the Brazilian guys who do uh, the Next Up Foundation out in California. We helped them, helped them when they first started out. So we've been able to help a lot of people in, uh, in skateboarding start their non-for-profit. So skateboarding's um, grown up a lot over the years. We have organizations like Tony Hawk, he has skate parks built. We have Growing for Life that helps people with cancer. Yeah. And then we have um, autism clinics for people. We have uh, people out there, pro skateboarders who are older, want to teach the younger kids the skate park etiquette. So, there's a lot of great things out there for people. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies, Neil Mims, came on and he's starting up the Skate Academy. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, Skate Academy is going to be right where Syndrome is. So yeah, you know, um, Neil, you know, when he first started out, I was a, before I did run for life, I was a skate park director at a Y. Um, they hired me as a pro to run the programs there. So I did that for eight years. So I learned how to do all non for profit work. So Neil, when he first started his doing skate camps, I said, man, that's like the best thing you can do is um, bring up kids and, uh, and uh, pass it on to the future, you know, so yeah. he's grown, he's grown quite a bit by um, doing what he's doing. Yeah, I love it. I love that approach because it's not about selling someone something, it's about sharing and experiencing something with people and then that creates the business, which is beautiful. Yeah, oh. and then it's all about uh, working your passion, you know, we all, like yourself, we're out here, um, you do your own boards and stuff, so... We're all able to do our little part, get back to our riders, and uh, bring up people how to skateboard and 
<laughs> it's amazing. All right, I got a question though. With with everything that you've gone through, how do you stay motivated, inspired, and like what what fuels you? What fuels me is all these great skate parks Tim Payne's building in Florida. That's where they fire me. Sick. That's where it inspires. Like, if you grew up skating in, uh, see, I, I've been skating since 70, so I've, I've seen a lot of change. And through the 80s, it was good for a while, and then all the skate parks disappeared, and in the 90s, everything got ugly. But now, since the new millennium, if you never quit skateboarding, you're living the dream because there's so many good parks over the country and over the world being built. So yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like we're taking over. Me. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's what that's. It's like we're taking over. It's that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, we've always wanted skateboarding to be everywhere, and now it's everywhere. Right. We should be stoked. Like it's well, we got what we wanted. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, if you're out there listening, to this, all you parks and rec directors. If you don't have a skate park in your community, you're doing all your your youth a disservice. So, yeah, yeah be an advocate. Get the skate parks for the kids, man, because that's where they grow and uh, they have a great place to um, fit their stuff after school. You know, it's hard going to school and not have a place to skate. Yeah, skateboarding is beautiful. It's basically you're teaching little kids how to problem solve at a young age. They're learning. They want to do the trick. They have to trial and error and make mistakes until they find the way that works for them individually. Right. And then they can. That's creationism, which is beautiful. You teach little kids that we're gonna have healthy, happy people everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> more skate parks. Yeah. <laughs> Less video games, more skate parks. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I guess I want to. You can do it all though. You can play video games for a couple hours. Go skateboard for a couple hours. Because uh, you can really skate for so long and you get tired, so it's good to have a little, you know, something to do when you're not on the board. Yeah, so. moderation in all things. you got to exactly. have a healthy balance. Exactly. Um, I w- what I've been asking, how I've kind of been ending these podcasts is just I wanted you to give me a brief experience about your experience at Surf Expo. How many years have you been coming and how's it been, man? I've been coming to Surf Expo since 19... 19- 83. Holy cow. I was one years old, dude. <laughs> when you were one, I was coming as a shop shop manager at SWAC. I used, that was my first skate shop job. I was a, a skate shop manager for SWAC. Whoa. I started working there. Um, let's see. It would be uh, about 84. She was there in business. It was a lady, Allen and Susan Kreitman, and uh, they were there for about almost 10 years in Lantana down in South Florida. I put a lot of skid plates on, a lot of rails. I T-locked them in the nose guards. and That's when you would get a board that had a skid plate, rails, and a nose guard, and copers. And you would have to put it all together. There's a but, lot of accessories. But yeah, yeah. It's been um, a lot of good stuff going on. So That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Surf Expo, yeah, it's come a long way, and uh, we've done a lot of cool stuff out here for many years, and I've seen Surf Expo change many, many times over the years. Yeah. Uh, we've had vert demos here, some of the gnarliest Volcom mini ramp jams ever to be known. Yeah. And uh, now they got a nice mini ramp out here today for everybody to ride, so we got some skateboarding here. So. Thank you, Surf Expo, for keeping the dream alive out here for the skateboarders. Yeah, and I know they got plenty of flat ground if you want to get down and do some freestyle and yeah, cruise around. Yeah, there's some 360s down out there, <laughs> some one-wheelers, all that good stuff. I took a lap and I was checking out all the booths, and it's just so overwhelming. It's like rows and rows and rows, and a lot of the stuff, like, it's not the culture I grew up in, so I'm like, right. I'm like looking at it, I'm like, this is all amazing and different, and right. it's very cool, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, sick. Well, I appreciate your time. Mike? Anthony? 
Thanks for doing all you do, buddy. No Keeping worries. skateboarding fresh. Yes. Um, last thing. If people want to contribute or check out anything with Grind for Life, what are the social media outlets, websites? Uh, we got it all going on. We got grindforlife.org on the Instagram. We got the Grind for Life Facebook page. And for all your event information, go to grindforlife.org. Yep. And please help contribute. It makes a huge difference. And if you're in the southeast United States, come down and skate the Grand Skate Park Series with the border. You'll be very happy. <laughs> awesome. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time.